The unofficial end to summer is here. School has started for most, football season is upon us, and soon the leaves will be changing color. At the DSR Network, we remain as busy as ever with a full slate of podcasts scheduled for the fall. In the coming weeks, we'll be launching two new shows with new hosts, creating even more content for our members. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, bonus content, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of September, you'll receive 20% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code SCHOOL at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code SCHOOL. Thank you for your support. It's September 21st, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cottonore. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Poland has ceased supplying weapons to Ukraine and is prioritizing its own armament efforts, according to Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki, who stated that they are focusing on arming Poland with more modern weaponry instead of transferring arms to Ukraine. This decision comes amid a dispute over Ukraine's agricultural exports and tensions between Kyiv and the EU triggered by the European Commission's decision to allow Ukrainian grain sales across the bloc. Poland, Hungary, and Slovakia responded with unilateral bans on Ukrainian grain imports, leading to legal disputes. Morawiecki issued a warning to Ukrainian authorities and highlighted Poland's farming industry's destabilization due to its support for Ukraine, a stance that has shifted as Poland approaches a crucial election next month. India has suspended visa services for Canadian citizens due to operational reasons, following an escalation in tensions over the murder of a Sikh separatist in Canada. The dispute intensified after Canada launched an investigation into allegations connecting India to the killing. India vehemently denied these allegations, labeling them as absurd, and relations between the two nations, already strained for months, are now at an all-time low. The move coincides with India's advisory urging its citizens in Canada to exercise caution due to growing anti-India activities and politically condoned hate crimes. Canada's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, suggested that Indian government agents might be involved in the murder, which India strongly refuted, emphasizing the focus should be on Khalistani terrorists and extremists sheltered in Canada. The Khalistan movement, seeking a separate Sikh homeland, has support in the Sikh diaspora, particularly in Canada. This incident adds to existing diplomatic tensions between the two countries, including concerns about the safety of Indian diplomats in Canada. On Thursday, Russia launched its most significant missile attack in weeks across Ukraine, targeting energy facilities and initiating what officials believe to be a new air campaign aimed at the Ukrainian power grid. This assault led to power cuts in five Ukrainian regions, sparking memories of previous attacks on critical infrastructure during the winter, resulting in widespread outages. At least 18 individuals including a nine-year-old girl, were wounded, and two people were killed in separate Russian shelling incidents. 
The grid operator reported damage to facilities in western and central regions. Despite improved air defenses, Ukraine faces the ongoing challenge of defending against attacks in its vast territory. Russia, which has previously focused on port and grain infrastructure, has been denying civilian targeting despite civilian casualties. The airstrikes occurred while Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky was in the United States seeking support for Ukraine, and Russia claims Ukraine has been attacking targets inside Russia as well. In other news, during the United Nations General Assembly, Qatar conducted separate talks with Iran and the United States in New York, addressing Iran's nuclear program and U.S. concerns regarding Iranian drone transfers to Russia. These discussions, described as talks for talks, aim to establish a foundation for understanding on the nuclear issue. The talks differed from Qatar's recent diplomacy that led to the Iran-U.S. prisoner swap. While tensions between the U.S. and Iran have persisted since 2018, the prisoner exchange and the release of $6 billion in Iranian funds marked a rare thaw in relations. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken emphasized the importance of diplomacy in addressing Iran's nuclear program, hinting at potential future talks. However, Analysts believe that while the prisoner swap was a step toward de-escalation, it may not lead to a significant change in U.S.-Iran relations, especially given recent U.S. sanctions against Iranian officials and entities over human rights abuses during protests in Iran. Qatar's Ministry of Foreign Affairs has not commented on the matter at the time of the publishing. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is on a one-day visit to Washington facing Republican scrutiny over the flow of American funds that have supported Ukraine's fight against Russian forces for 19 months. During this visit, Zelensky is meeting with President Joe Biden at the White House, engaging with U.S. military leaders at the Pentagon, and holding private discussions with leaders from both parties on Capitol Hill. The visit coincides with Biden's request to Congress for an additional $24 billion for Ukraine which has sparked domestic political divisions, with some Republicans opposing further financial aid. Zelensky is seen as a vital messenger in persuading U.S. lawmakers to maintain support for Ukraine, but the political environment has shifted since his previous visit, with differing opinions within Congress on the necessity of continued aid. McConnell is a prominent advocate for robust support, while some Republicans question the need for further financial assistance and demand greater accountability for previously approved funds. The Biden administration has unveiled a plan to address the potential shortage of at-home COVID tests during the upcoming colder months. They will provide $600 million U.S. million in funding to support the production of new at-home tests and relaunch a website, covidtest.gov, where Americans can order up to four free tests per household starting on September 25th. The tests will be delivered for free via the United States Postal Service. Twelve manufacturers across seven states will receive funding to produce 200 million over-the-counter tests, ensuring a sufficient supply for government use and online orders. This initiative aims to prevent supply chain issues and shortages experienced during previous COVID-19 surges. It reflects President Biden's strategy of both highlighting his administration's response to the pandemic while preparing for ongoing challenges posed by the virus. The program will remain active through the holidays to ensure access to tests during the fall and winter seasons. Additionally, manufacturers will have 18 months to produce the allocated tests, 
allowing for flexibility to meet fluctuating demand. The effort complements existing initiatives to provide free COVID-19 tests to various communities and institutions, strengthening domestic testing capabilities and reducing reliance on overseas manufacturing. In lighter news, a Pennsylvania school district is celebrating the start of the Twindergarten school year as 17 sets of twins are entering kindergarten for the 2023-2024 school year. The Colonial School District in Montgomery County has seven pairs of twins at Ridge Park Elementary, six sets at White Marsh Elementary, and four at Plymouth Elementary. The district highlighted the advantage of having a built-in buddy on the first day of school, and many of the twins expressed their appreciation for always having a companion. Peggy Smith, a kindergarten teacher at Ridge Park, noted that this year's Twindergarten class is unprecedented, as she has rarely seen more than a couple of sets of twins in her 20 years of teaching. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, Along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.